0: now uh yesterday when i was working out a little bit and i don't work out a lot but i work out a little you know little goes a long way you know the bible says that bodily exercise profits little so i'll take the little that it takes and uh it was it was really neat um there was an elderly man now i'm 62 years old and i'm i'm not elderly how about you You know, there's a lot of 30-year-olds that are acting pretty elderly. Uh, I've known 80-year-olds that, man, glory to God, they had to hang around with younger folk because, you know, they they were young in their heart. And uh, they just hang hang around with younger people and just get younger and younger every day. Lester Sumrall was like that. You know, he had a lot of younger minister friends. And uh, so if you want to stay young, be young in your thinking. don't talk old talk. Don't talk old man talk. Talk new man talk. Right? Well, I was, you know, uh, trying to do some of these weights, you know. And uh, I saw an elderly Asian man on one of these machines. And, you know, it it was obvious he was not doing it right. Now, I'm not a trainer, so I don't know what's exactly right. But I could tell by his posture he wasn't doing it right. And uh, he got off the machine and he looked at me and I'm telling you, he lit that entire club up with a huge smile. He was so happy. So something in him and on him was just a delight to see. Just a beautiful thing. And I, I thought, man, he's doing it wrong, but he's right here. And his countenance is just all lit up. Did you know that just a smile on your face can light a room up? You know that it can make a huge difference in your relationships, on the job? I believe that we carry the atmosphere of heaven here on earth. And uh, we're talking at the head of this year on the Seven ups for 2013. We, we looked at, you know, wake up last week and we kind of got into the, the, you know, part of, of dressing up. We're going to talk about that today. The, the third one is shut up. I might change the name of that. <laughs> the fourth one is stand up. The other one is look up, reach up and, and lift up. But dress up and at the uh, little statement here, dress up. Listen to this is the statement. Put on a smile. It improves your looks. It says something about your attitude. What kind of an attitude are you going to face 2013 with? I believe that God wants us dressed up in hope. Dressed up in a confident, favorable expectation that 2013 is going to be the best year yet. Dress up. Dress up. Well, billions of dollars are spent each year on... I'm making and, and selling and buying clothes. And the clothes that we wear, you know, oftentimes reveal something about us. Um, there was a book years ago uh, called Dressed for Success, Dressed for Success. And it sold lots of copies and they've kind of renewed it today. But I like the title of that book, Dress for Success. Now, if I were applying for a, for a cor- corporate job, And uh, I went into the interview with, you know, sneakers on and cutoffs and a t-shirt that said, love, you know, make love, not war. I don't think I'd get that job. On the other hand, if I were to go to apply for a job today and it involved hard manual labor where you're going to sweat a lot. And I went into the interview with a man purse. How many of you have ever seen a man purse? I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I don't I know about those men in purses, but whatever. And a, a, a three piece suit and wearing designer shoes. I, there's something about that interview. I don't think I'd get that job either. There's something about my looks that says, I don't want to sweat. If I showed up Sunday morning with an engineer hat on and old overalls and a dirty old hanky hanging out of my my pockets and big old combat boots and all that, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think someone might say, you know, Pastor, that's okay for the backyard, but maybe you want to change your appearance a little bit. <laughs> Wear something that's just a little bit more becoming. Well, Paul is talking to the Christians at Ephesus and Colossians we'll look at both today about dressing for success, and then how their dress reflects the image of what they are. Go with me to Ephesians chapter four to begin with. and uh, let's look at verse uh, 20, beginning there. Now the whole context of chapter four. In chapter 5 of Ephesians, he's talking about the vocation of the believer, how we should be living now that we are new creations in Christ Jesus. And uh, some of the things that they were doing were, you know, really anti who they were on the inside. And Paul just basically says in verse 20, he says, But you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. Now notice, that you put off, concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to its deceitful lust. Amplified says that we are to strip ourselves of our former nature. That we are to put off and we are to discard our old, unrenewed self. And then in verse 23, he says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And notice with me in verse 24, and that you put on the new man, put off the old man and put on the new man. This new man is this new creation, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. This new man in Christ Jesus is not the old man you were before you got saved. And that's why he says, I want you to put off the old man and I've got a new set of clothes for you. And if you'll put on my clothes, you'll be dressed for success and you won't fail in this life. You have been given robes of righteousness. Put my righteousness on you and let it be seen on you so that people all around you can know that there's something different about you and them. There is a difference in your life. There has been a change in your life. The Bible says that he's given us the robes of righteousness. The robes of right standing with God. The robes of living right. But not only do we have robes of righteousness. He says, look. You've been called out of darkness and you've been brought into his marvelous light that you should show forth the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Listen, if there's anybody in the world today that ought to be praising him, it's you and me. If there's anybody that ought to be... Come on, putting on the garment of praise and exchanging that for the spirit of heaviness. It ought to be spirit-filled, Holy Ghost, Bible-toting Christians like you. I was thinking about that song. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now listen, one thing that will help you be a praiser is being filled with him. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. Didn't Jesus say this? He said, look, guys, I'm going. But I want you to tarry you now in the city of Jerusalem. Until you be endued with power from on high. Jesus is saying, I've got clothing from on high that will empower you to live an overcoming life. One translation says... Until you be clothed with power from on high. God has got the garment of praise for you. Before you can praise him rightly. And praise him like he deserves to be praised. You need clothing of power. You need an endowment of the Holy Spirit in your life. He says look. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Then you will receive power. Or you will receive clothing oh don't go through 2013 not being dressed with this garment of praise on you see the mere fact that that song says he's given us and the song says put on the garment of praise means you got to put it on somebody says well i don't feel like praising god pastor well that's why i got to put it on How I of mean, you know sometimes you just got to put it on You put it on. Somebody says, I don't feel nothing. You put it on and you keep it on. That clothing from on high will endue you. It will empower you and it will strengthen you. Now that wasn't part of my notes and that won't cost you anything extra. How many of you are in a hurry today? Raise your hand. Okay. All right. Well, this may not be the place for you. How many of you would raise your hand no matter what I said? (laughs) Verse 24. And that you put on the new man. I like what Philip's translation says. He says, but you have... Learn nothing like that from Christ if you have really heard the, his voice and understand the truth that he's taught you no, what you is was to fling off the dirty clothes of the old way of living which were rotted through and through with lusts, illusions and yourselves mentally and spiritually have been remade put on the clean, fresh clothes of the new life Which was made by God's design. How many of you love God's designer clothing? God's designer clothing. It is the best clothing in the world you can wear. And it's free. He says this. And put on the new, the clean, the fresh clothes of the new life. Which was made by God's design for righteousness. And holiness, which is no illusion. Somebody say with me, I'm putting off, I put off. The, old man, the old man. And I'm putting on, I put on. The, new man. the new man. The old man and the new man put it off and put it on. Has the same idea of taking off certain clothing and putting on some new clothes. The idea, I believe, that Paul is getting over to the church at Ephesus and Colossae is you need to change the way you think. Change the way that you act. Your manner of life must become becoming and fitting to this new man who you are in Christ. He says, if you will put off the old man and put on the new man then you will be able to walk in a renewed spirit and you will be able to walk in victory in 2013 think of a prisoner you know a prisoner who's released from prison but still wears his prison clothes and acts like a prisoner and not a free man you see a person walking down the street with prison clothes on you're probably going to call 911 <laughs> because you automatically think they shouldn't be outside. What are they doing with prison clothes on, walking down Hesperian Boulevard? Well, we don't want to get critical of people that have been in prison, and we wouldn't want to get critical of a person still wearing prison clothes. But did you know that in Christ Jesus, the Bible says that the power of God has set you free from slavery? I submit to you today that the prison doors are open. The bars have been broken. He said, now walk out of that prison. Walk out of that jail. Discard the old life and put on the new man. <laughs> let, me, let me talk to you about that just a bit. How many of you guys ever changed a diaper before? Okay, So what do you do? You take the old off. Right? You clean that baby. Get all the poo-poo gone. And then you put the new diaper on. But some stupid guys, what they do is instead of taking the old diaper off, they just put a new one over it. And therefore, you have a stinky baby. Well, there's a lot of people in Christ Jesus. There's a lot of people in the family of God. They're trying to put on the new man, but they haven't yet put off the old man. I mean, they've let a lot of things go, but they they still got to hold on to this, you know. They still got to hold on to that, you know, that medical marijuana. You know, they they, they still got to hold on to a little bit of gossip. They still got to hold on to a lid. Come on now. I mean, you know, I'm saved, but you know, I'm not sanctified yet. Yeah. And so what happens is they're straddling the fence. They got some of the clothes of the new man on, but they're holding on to the old man. That's what makes spiritually stinky Christians. Stink. How many of you know... That there's a stench to compromise. Oh boy, yeah, it is true. There is a there is a stench to a hypocritical Christian. It stinks. But you and I, with these new clothes on, the Bible says that thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, and through our lives spreads. And diffuses the fragrance of him everywhere. When you put off the old man. And you put on the new man. You've got in the realm of the spirit some good cologne. We could call it Ode to Victory. (laughs) Ode to Victory. Now listen. If you're still holding on to some of the things of the old man. Why don't you. At the head of this year, make a decision of quality. Why don't you say, you know what? I've had enough of that. And I'm leaving that behind. I'm gonna discard my past. And I'm choosing to live for God a hundred percent. Amen. Yes. Glory. Mm -hmm. See how many of you you ladies, let's talk about the ladies for a minute. We've talked about stinking husbands. (laughs) Let's talk about the ladies for a moment. How many of you ladies have kind of been a little bit tired of your wardrobe from time to time? Okay. And then around tax time, (laughs) you got yourself a refund. You know what refund means to women? It means M-A-L-L, mall. <laughs> you got yourself a refund, and you said, you know what? I'm thankful for what I've got, but I'd like a new this, and a new that, and a new this, and a new that. You know, Brenda and I go to the mall quite often, and I eventually end up in a chair. <laughs> And I I, I sit around there, and and of course, Brenda wants to know what I think. Because after all, I am her man. You know what I'm saying. And she's not dressing for you, she's dressing for me. Amen? And so, you know, after an hour or so, I'm sitting in the chair... And uh, she'll try something on, and I'll say, no, 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 no. And then she'll try something else on, and it'll just be right. Just be right. And, you know, she'll get some clothing. She always has a, a new revelation for me. Just about every time she comes home from the mall, she says, guess what? There was a sale. And she said, I have great favor. And she tells me about all the money she saved me. But but, ladies, let's be honest about it. Isn't there something about putting a new dress on? Yeah. Or uh, about putting some new designer jeans on? Or putting a new pair of shoes on? It, doesn't it just make you feel good? Doesn't it even sometimes change the way you think about yourself? And the way that you see yourself? Well, even so, putting off the new man... And being dressed for success. And dressing up in God's wardrobe that He has chosen for you. It'll change the way you see yourself. It'll change the way you act. It'll change the way that you talk. I said this in the first service. And I want to say it again. Jesus Christ, when He comes into my life, in your life, He is not just added to our old life. Is He? No. The old life dies... And he becomes my new life. The old man is dead. And behold, the fresh and new has come. Now, I want you to look at at verse 23 again of Ephesians chapter 4. You're doing really good. We're making some good progress in this service. Ephesians 4, 23, it says this. And be renewed where? In the spirit of your mind. You see, part of putting on this new man is changed the way that you think. The Amplified in Romans 12, 2 says, where it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. It says this, be changed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude. Amen. How many remember that song years ago? I got a new attitude. Right? And when you come into the kingdom of God, He'll give you a new attitude. Yeah, amen. amen. I can remember when I changed my hair from the conservative look to the old evangelistic look. Now, for those of you who don't know what the evangelistic look is, it's the old pompadour hair back. Straight back. And I wore that in the 80s and part of the 90s, you know, because I was, thought I was kind of evangelistic, you know what I'm saying. And I remember China... Cleveland, who's Chandler Cleveland's wife, I came to church and she hadn't seen me for quite a while because they were visiting one night. And she looked at my hair and says, what's this new attitude? <laughs> Something different. But listen, when you get into the word of God and you start renewing your mind and you start changing your conduct and start changing your habits, some of your old cronies will look around and they will see your life and they say, What in the world is this new attitude? He's healthy. He's walking in prosperity. He's got a smile on his face. And the last time they saw you, you were in a treatment center. The last time they saw you, you were broke. The last time they saw you, you were depressed. But now you got a new attitude. You got a new attitude. You got a new attitude. You got the attitude of a victor. You got the attitude of a conqueror. And listen, friends, this comes by putting off the old man and putting on the new man and being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Listen very carefully. Philip says this, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remold your minds from within. The evidence of a renewed mind is change. And change involves adding And subtracting things to and from your life. God is saying to us today. Church. Wake up. Dress up. Put on the new man. Think differently than the way you used to think. Become a possibility thinker. Away with all that impossibility thinking and talking. There's no way you could do this. There's no way you could get an education. There's no way you could start your career again. Who says? Let God be true and every man a liar. Listen, a new way of thinking, a new way of acting. I believe this, that now that you're born again, God gives you new eyes. You're a new creation and you have new eyes on the inside of you. And with the eyes of your spirit, you will see things you've never seen before. Amen. Yeah. With the eyes of your heart, when it's flooded with light, and the entrance of his word brings light, you'll see possibilities that you've never thought possible before. You see, God will give you vision. God will give you sight. God will give you insight. When you put off the old man, and you put on the new man, listen... You are in position to see things, to do things, and to go places you've never been before. God will do it as you cooperate with Him. Now listen, not only does this new man that you put on have a new way of thinking and conducting itself, but this new man also has a new language. You have a new way of speaking. I thought about this a little bit earlier today. Or actually yesterday, I thought of how that, you know, we put people in, in different classes once they're born again. And I believe that it is the church's responsibility to disciple babies, don't you? Yeah. I believe that we need to be praying for them and teaching them. So we have a Foundations 101 and a Foundations 201. And, and there's a lot of good things in the body of Christ about discipleship. Disciple is basically a disciplined follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so these are foundational truths that disciples need to get. But I got to thinking, you know what? I wonder what it would be like if we didn't put them in a class 101 called the new language of the redeemed. The new language of the redeemed. The redeemed have their own language. The redeemed have a language that is in alignment with the word of God. The redeemed don't go around talking about how cursed they are. The redeemed go about talking about how blessed they are. The redeemed don't go about talking about how poor they are. The redeemed go about talking about how rich they are. Somebody says, yeah, but I don't have two nickels to rub together. I didn't ask you that. Whether you have a nickel or not, God says, according to my word, you're rich. See, in Psalms 107 too, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. There is a language that connects you to heaven here on earth. It is not the language of this world. It is the language of the redeemed. Learn the language of redemption. Learn the language of your homeland. Your homeland has a language that is given to us in 66 books. Go into the perfect law of liberty... And discover how your father talks. How the Lord talks. And then you begin to talk like them. Speak like them. Call those things that be not as though they were. And you will be well on your way to learning the language of the redeemed. Listen, this changed my life when I first got saved. It really did. I took that little book by Charles Caps. And I took all those confessions, and I simply said what God's word said about me. It took a long time for it to register in my heart, but I began to go to class 101. And I'd walk down the road, and I would say, Lord, I'm the body of Christ. Satan has no power over me. For greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And Lord, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. For your word and your spirit comfort me. And Father, this day I confess that I am far from oppression and fear does not come nigh me. I declare that no weapon that is formed against me will prosper. I declare that no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. What am I doing? I'm saying the same thing about myself that my Redeemer has said. It is the language of the redeemed. Listen, faith-filled words will dominate the laws of sin and death. Faith filled words believed in your heart and spoken out of your mouth will put you on the road to success in your life. Talk what the word says. Talk about being the righteousness of God. Talk about being a new creation. Talk about being the head and not the tail. Talk about being above and not beneath. It is God talk. It is the language. It is the speech of those that have been redeemed. Woo! Glory to God. And so part of dressing up in 2013 is talking up. Talk it up. Talk what up? Talk up the word. I believe That you can talk yourself right out of depression. As easily as you can talk yourself right into depression. You can talk yourself right out of weakness. Right into strength. Now, understand this. That I'm not being legalistic here. But understand this. The more you talk about your weakness. The more you talk about your failure. The more you talk about how you have no strength. Sooner or later, those words will rise up and devour you. It's a spiritual law. It is true that death and life, they are in the power of the tongue. So this year, train yourself to speak faith-filled words. All of us are going to face challenges this year. The challenges are just around the corner. We're going to face opposition. But guess what? You've got the greater one on the inside of you. And you can put him to work for you by speaking faith-filled words. Say it with me. Wake up. up. Say it again. Wake up. up. Say this. Dress up. up. Woo. Now listen. When I put off this old man and put on this new man, here's what we won't do. Look at verse 29 of Ephesians 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. I've been speaking 31 minutes and 24 seconds, and I'm not done. And I'm not moved by what I see. (laughs) Ephesians 4, 29 says this. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister what? That it may minister grace to the hearer. Ask yourself this question. Are the words that I'm speaking over my family are they ministering life or are they ministering death? Are the words that I'm speaking on the job are they words that are filled with grace or are they filled with strife? See, when you put off the old man and put on the new man, you won't allow that stuff to come out of your mouth because you'll be dressed up in faith. You'll be dressed up in faith. Hallelujah. Say it with me: I have a new, ma- a new man. I'm a new man. I'm learning new talk. First Thessalonians 5.8 in the message says this, Now walk out into the daylight sober, dressed up in faith, dressed up in love, and the hope of salvation. I want to talk with you in closing this morning about being dressed up in love. Dressed up in love. Dressed up in faith. Clothed with power from on high. The garment of praise. But being dressed up in the love of God. Look with me at verse 31, right on through chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Verse 31 of Ephesians 4 says this: Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. How many of you know that is not part of the attire of the redeemed? Verse 32. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiven one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Verse 1. Be followers of God as dear children or imitators or mimic God. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us. And has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savior. That's that smell again. When you're dressed up in love, you got ode to love on. You got owed to victory, and you got owed to love. Listen, I want to encourage you. Let the past go. Stop holding grudges. Let the bitterness go. Let the strife go. Yeah, but you don't know what they did to me. Yeah, and you don't know what Jesus has done for you. Because if you did know what Jesus did for you, you'd know that you're commanded to forgive even as God, for Christ's sake, (laughs) has forgiven you. Now listen, forgiving other people doesn't mean that, you know, that, that they didn't do wrong. They did wrong. But in forgiveness, here's what happens. You let things drop. And you release things. And not only do you release the weight of it off of you, but you also release the weight of the potential of strife just absolutely hounding you every day of your life. Are you saying that once I forgive, then I should Reconcile? No. How many of you know that there's times that it's impossible to reconcile? For example, in marriages, there's times where it's impossible in the natural realm to see a reconciliation in that relationship. Are you here? Because yes. the person beat you, and the person did this, and the person did that. That's not right. That's wrong. So forgiveness doesn't mean just letting that animal back under your roof. But forgiving them means releasing them, saying bye-bye to them, but saying, you know what? You are no longer going to control my life. I'm spirit-controlled now. And in forgiving you, I have released myself into a bright future. Are you getting it? Now listen, understand this, that forgiveness doesn't mean you become a pansy. I think this is important for, for me to say this. You don't become some sort of a, 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 a doormat where people walk over you. You know, people will try to use that. Well, I, I thought you were supposed to walk in love and forgive me. Yeah, forgive you and say goodbye to you at the same time. Are you listening? See, people will use that to calm you. Well, lovey, 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 sloppy agape. Well, agape ain't slappe. And tough love sometimes slams the door right in people's face. But you've forgiven them. But what you're saying, they don't control me no more. They're not going to abuse me anymore. They're not going to bring their drugs and their alcohol under my roof anymore and lay up in bed... And watch R-rated movies and pornography anymore. Well, I might end up homeless. Might be the best thing for you. Are you listening to pastor today? Don't get sucked up into this sloppy agape stuff. Say of me, the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Now let's close in Colossians chapter 4 and let's look at the message translation. This new man, this new person is dressed up in the love of God. Amen. Notice this with me in verses 12 through 14 of Colossians chapter 3. It says, So then chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe of God picked out for you. Now listen, folks. The wardrobe's already been picked out. Yeah, amen. amen. I've been married 35 years. Got a great wife. She's awesome. One of her greatest things about Brenda is is she's got good taste in clothes. Some mornings I'll walk in. I say, "What about this tie with this uh, with this suit?" She goes, "Mm mm." put a pair of pants on with a you know with a coat on. What about this pants with this shirt? No. Smart men always check with their wives about their wardrobe before they leave the house. I have a wardrobe that's been hand picked by my father. I've got a wife that looks after me. You've got a God that loves you. Woo, glory. And in God's closet. Woo, man, you put those on. Man, you're going to be styling. You're going to, oh man. You're going to be walking in some kind of grace and some kind of anointing. So, chosen by God for this new life of love. Dress in the wardrobe God has picked out for you. Now notice he says what some of this wardrobe is. Compassion. And kindness. Humility in quiet strength and discipline. I have to ask you a question this morning. Do you suppose you could be more compassionate this year than you were last? Do you suppose as a church we could show more compassion? We've done great, but we're going to do better. Do you suppose that you as an individual, and I know the answer already for me, do you suppose that all of us could be more compassionate? Do you suppose that we could be more merciful to people outside these walls listen remember where you came from you know the moment you start pointing your bony finger at somebody watch out you've got three facing back at you heard something the other night that really ministered to me i was watching listening to brother keith moore and he was talking about strong again everyone say strong again it is possible for a person that has fallen to be strong again. Yes. Did you know that? Yes. But the but the attitude of the old man is to look down upon people that have fallen and be arrogant about it yeah. and talk about them. Not only is it possible for a person, a man or a woman, that has fallen to be strong again... But it's also possible for them to go into an area of way out and beyond where they've ever been before. It is. I'm telling you, it is. You see, we think, we think about God restoring people. God's able to do more than just restore. He's able to bring them back, restore what's been lost, but then multiply it back to them. Woo, glory, that's good news. So, the attitude of this new man is compassion. Mm -hmm. It's mercy. Here's what Keith said that just went off on the inside of me, that really ministered to me, and I know it will you too. He says, if you've been able to stand where other people have fallen. In other words, if you've been able to have a great marriage where other people have experienced divorce, where you've been able to stand and and Have all your bills paid and experience promotion and different things where other people have fallen into difficult times. If you've been able to walk in strength and walk in divine health where other people have just experienced so much tragedy in their lives. He says, if you've been able to stand where others have fallen. He said this, it's only by the grace of God. It's only by the grace of God. Listen friends, it's only by the grace of God. And when you are keenly aware of the grace of God on your life, it will cause you and move you with compassion to go and help other people instead of being critical of them. Listen very carefully. How many of you know that we've come a long way? Can you say you've come a long way in the grace of God? You've come a long way, right? Do you give God the glory for it? Do you give God the praise for it? Do you really understand and know that if it weren't for the grace of God, you'd be down there too? Yes. Right. And here's what I saw the other night. Listen very carefully. We've come this far by the grace of God, and we've been able to stand this far by the grace of God. But the truth remains, we've got a lot further to go. Yes. Don't we? Yes. There, there, there's more time left here on earth. Yes. There's more victories to win. There are more temptations to overcome. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying on the inside of me, My grace is enough. For my grace has brought you this far. And if you will stay humble in my sight, I'll give you more grace. I will add more grace to you for your race that is just ahead. And you'll be able to stand all the way to the finish line and you'll be able to give glory to God and honor to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Isn't that good? Yeah. Woo, glory to God. He gives grace to the humble. So, before we receive communion, let's make a commitment today. It's 12:25. I've been speaking 43 minutes and 34 seconds. 38, 39. Could we be kinder this year than we've been in the past? You know, I thank God for New Year's resolutions. But I think the greatest New Year's resolution you can make is to be dressed for success. And when you walk in the love of God and you walk in patience with others and you walk in humility, the Bible says that you will never fail. The scripture says, forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love wear love. It's your basic all purpose garment. Never be without it. Heart of the Bay in 2013. What do you say? We put off and put on and dress up and give God the glory. Amen. Did you get anything out of this morning? Father, we thank you for your word.